Good morning, afternoon or evening. My name is Mark Elliott and I am covering the energy transition here at UBP. Today I'll be summarising the Inflation Reduction Act, a milestone piece of legislation that was surprisingly recently backed by US Senator Manchin and comprises $430 billion of stimulus to tackle climate change and deliver healthcare subsidies primarily. The environmental component comprises $370 billion aimed to cut emissions by 40% by 2030 versus 2005 levels, thereby keeping US commitments made at last year's COP26 alive. The support from Manchin was particularly surprising as he had previously stated he would not support the bill until he saw June inflation figures that were strong. Nevertheless, he came through and supported the bill. The substance of the Act supports decarbonisation of energy and transport, so that's renewables and EVs primarily, through various tax incentives and credits. It's also geared towards supporting domestic industries and manufacturing around the various technologies involved in the energy transition. Support will also be granted towards existing nuclear facilities that will help extend the lives of reactors and maintain energy security. It's also important to realise the Act provides a 10-year long-term clarification for a lot of aspects of renewable development. And this has historically been met by production tax credits, which typically need to be extended as they expire, leaving a degree of uncertainty. So this new Act embeds a degree of certainty for 10 years plus. Having a long runway is very important to energy infrastructure, but is typically capital-intensive hard assets, and they take time to build, including the whole permitting aspects involved. US energy infrastructure has been underinvested in for decades, with much of the grid over 50 years old, so there is an underlying need to invest, irrespective of the energy transition. The proposal also ties in actions to assist oil with oil and gas industry, requiring that before any new wind or solar rights are granted on federal land, oil and gas lease sales need to have been held. Whilst this may be viewed as a negative by strong supporters of decarbonisation, ultimately it is supportive of all offshore energy assets and also included in the bill are more stringent penalties on methane emissions and methane comprises about 16% of greenhouse gas emissions and is key to achieving net zero targets. Permitting reform is also included and outlined within the Act and this will help speed up the process to ensure energy infrastructure transmission including pipelines and export facilities for LNG can be responsibly built. The bill will be part funded through taxes with a minimum 15% tax rate applied to corporations with circa one plus billion dollars in profits. And this comprises of about 150 companies, many of which are the big tech ones, as well as a 1% tax on share buybacks as well, and beefing up the IRS tax evasion enforcement. And all of these combined are hoped to achieve around $300 billion in deficit reduction. The Inflation Reduction Act would tackle inflation in the energy space longer term, by lowering energy costs, set to drive spending in oil by 25% over the next decade, and support cheaper electricity prices that have been rising rapidly, largely due to high gas, oil and coal prices. Near term, however, there's no material impact expected on inflation. It's a longer term structure. The bill also de-risks the future business models of many companies involved in the space, in batteries, in solar, in wind, etc., in grids, and supports long-term structural growth that will extend decades. It's also a win for the Democrats in getting a key part of their agenda into policy. Thanks for listening, and if you have any more questions, please do get contact us or visit ubp.com.